if you are a friend or a member of her family, then her name is India. If you are a fan of competitive gaming, and in particular Rocket League, then her name is Alanis. At just 16 years old, India Brown is already making history. In 2022, she became the youngest female from the UK to win a gold medal in esports at the Commonwealth Games. She may be just a teen. However, she is as focused as an experienced CEO. India speaks with determination and an authority that many adults are still chasing. India assembled her own computer specifically to play video games and compete in esports tournaments. In our interview, she explains how she went from having casual curiosity about Rocket League to being on stage viewed by millions of fans from the gaming world. Though she has tremendous passion for gaming, India is well-rounded. She is now in college, Form 6, in the UK, and is trying to decide where her interest lies more. Is it in business, hospitality, or law? Whichever one she decides upon, she is bound to be successful. Whether it is in the area of academics or esports, India, or Alanis, is far from finished. The question is, how will she make history next? This is the story, thus far, of India Alanis Brown. I am Crispin Brooks, and this is Planet 30. a Commonwealth gold medalist. However, it's not in the sport that you're probably thinking because her sport was was showcased for the first time at the 2022 Commonwealth Games. India Brown, Alanis, welcome to Planet 30. Hi, thank you. So let me first of all ask, well, who is India? Well, um, India is India Brown. Um, she's 16 years old and uh, very, I'd say very um, interesting person, I guess. Um, I do a lot of video games. That's kind of my main sort of thing. I also do music on the side. Uh, I do piano and I used to do violin, but not so much anymore. Um, I quite I enjoyed sports at a time, but then I just sort of got bored of sports. Um, that's pretty much it at the moment. I'm in college uh, in the UK, studying in London. Um, and yeah, that's sort of just a little gist about me. That, that That's a lot. Sounds good. So conversely, let me ask you this. Who is Alanis? <laughs> well, Alanis is... Um, Alanis and India are very similar people. I'd say I don't really change too much. But um, Alanis is someone that plays Rocket League yeah, professionally. Um, currently playing for a UK-based organization called Team Endpoint and also was one of the first um, Commonwealth um, um, eSports Championship uh, winners um, in 2022 in the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. Excellent. Why, well, let me ask you this. Why the name Alanis? Um, so uh, I get asked this question quite a lot and it's not really like 
every everyone else seems to have like an answer of uh, oh yeah this happened this happened but mine's kind of basic it's just my middle name so my full name is India Alanis Naomi Brown and I sort of just liked the way Alanis sounded so I was just like yeah I'm gonna use this as my online alias oh I, th- <laughs> I thought there was some like anime character or something deeper <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's just my middle name, yeah. You know, like people say, you know, uh, this doll was given to me by my special aunt or my grandmother, and her name was Alanis. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should make up a story then. <laughs> <laughs> so, India, tell me about growing up in Anguilla. What What are the the things that you? Well, some of the memories that you may have may have, and uh, or maybe uh, some of the things you miss about island life. Um. I definitely do miss the, uh, I think, the beaches. I think that's a big thing for me, just missing the beaches. Um, missing the climate, the weather as well, because now I live in England and it's not as sunny and nice all the time. It's always raining and overcast. Um, the food as well, I'd say I'm a big foodie, so I do miss the food. And I think just the overall island lifestyle was quite was quite nice growing up in Angola, yeah. For sure, for sure. And was it was it a, a bit of a, a culture shock, or how did you adjust cultural? You know, in terms of culture, how did you adjust to the UK coming from Anguilla? Um, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot different um, from things like the food, the weather, to even just like the houses. Um, for example, the UK houses are like ridiculously small, um, especially in England. Here, the houses are like really, really small. The bedrooms are small. Um, that sort of thing. And then just some of the like mannerisms of people here, I'd say, are completely different. Whereas, like, you will pass someone in Anguilla, regardless if you know them, you still say good morning. You'd be surprised the amount of times you will pass someone here in England and it's just like straight face, nothing. Um, so, weather was different, mannerisms was different, just building structure was different. Like, everything is completely different. I mean, big city life, big city life, you know? <laughs> For for any anybody from the Caribbean that has that has traveled abroad, uh, or even uh, moved abroad, you know, we all tend to have to go through those um, those steps and adjustments. You know what I mean? So I, I hear you. I hear you. So so tell us, how did you get into gaming? First of all, um, so it was originally. So when I first moved to the UK, I sort of just like I'm I'm not entirely sure the story behind it. I first started off playing Minecraft. Um, I sort of found Minecraft once I moved here and I started watching YouTube videos. I started playing it. Um, I played the free demo on my mom's laptop that could barely run it. And then I was like, okay, I want to buy it. And then I bought it and then I got my own laptop. And then that was my first proper game would be uh, Minecraft. And then a couple of years goes on and I see a YouTube video on about Rocket League and like the esports side of Rocket League. Um, just for like short like context, esports is just competitive video games. Um, esports, electronic sports, that's what esports is. And I saw like a, a montage or something of Rocket League esports where they had events in person, which are called LANs. And I watched a montage of that, and I was like, wait, this sort of atmosphere, this game, everything about it seems pretty cool. I want to get into it. Um, so then a couple months down the line, I'm, I'm still watching. I'm still getting you know into the whole game itself in the community but I still never played it. So before I even played the game, I was already a massive fan of the game. And then I bought myself, um, well, my parents bought me a PlayStation 4 um, as like an early birthday gift. I got Rocket League on that and I'd play literal hours a day on Rocket League. And then I was always like, okay, 
my main goal for this is just to keep improving and just see where I go really and see how that turns out. And then um, I decided to build my own computer, my old my own PC. Um, so I bought all the parts, got parents help as well, bought like to buy me all the parts and I learned how to build it from scratch by myself, just using videos and different articles and stuff like that. How, how old were you when you were doing PC. this? Oh, I would have been, I would have been, I think, I think 16 as well. Actually, no, I would have been 15, I believe. Wow. Yeah, I, I would have been 15 building during all of this um, because I finished building it in May of last year before I turned 16. Um, and it's all, it took me such a long time to build over months and months because at the time there was such a shortage with different parts and stuff that were getting ridiculously yeah. overpriced. Supply chain. So it took, yeah, yeah. So with COVID and stuff like that, it caused a massive delay with all these parts and anyone that could get the parts they'd buy the parts and then rack up the prices and then try and resell them. Um, so it took me a really long time to get the parts I wanted for prices that were actually what they were meant to be sold for, not overpriced. Um, but yeah, I built my own PC. I started playing Rocket League. Um, I played in small little tournaments and stuff like that. Um, and that's sort of how I got into the game and how I got into the competitive side of Rocket League. Just Just to back up a bit, how powerful is this computer? Um, so uh, when it comes to building computers, you obviously have um, different like components that provide different experiences. Um, mine is pretty like it plays you know most games comfortably um, with you know not too many like consistent um, frames per second. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a it's a strong PC, I'd say. Um, but I'm thinking of upgrading a little bit more, maybe in the next couple of months, um, just so I can, you know, it can last a bit longer in terms of all the new games that are coming out require stronger, more powerful components. So I want to make sure that I'm ahead of that and I don't have to sacrifice playing a certain game because my PC isn't able to run it at a enjoyable sort of um, resolution and graphics and stuff like that. Right. Powerful processors. Now, um, Describe, because for the audience, describe Rocket League. What is the game about uh, and what's the uh, goal in the game? Um, essentially, Rocket League is literally the easiest way to put it is football with cars. It is literally you have two teams. Um, the main competitive standard mode is 3v3, but you can also play 2v2 and 1v1. But the entire premise is you've yourself, two of the teammates against three of the players, and you have to put the ball into their goal using your car. So it's literally football, but with cars. The cars um, are like rocket powered, so you can go in the air and stuff like that using boosts that you can pick up um, along the um, the playing field and that sort of thing. Gotcha. So so you're not attracted to like FIFA as well then? Um, not, at, not, not at all really. So um, I used to play FIFA um the last fifa i owned myself would have been fifa 14 but every time i go to someone else's house and they're like oh you want to play fifa i'm like yeah sure let, let, let's play fifa but i've never been really all that too interested in it because when it comes to me i play all sorts of i play all sorts of games but i my attention span for the games don't seem to last very long i'd be fixated on it for a little bit and then Maybe it could be a couple of days, a couple hours later. I'm like, yeah, I'm already bored of this. 
I have a really sort of picky, I would say picky taste to games I stay on for a really long time. And that is, I like competitive games, but I don't like shooter games. Mm. And if you know anything about esports, a lot of the competitive games in esports are shooter games like Fortnite, Valorant, um, CSGO, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Those are all shooter games that I I will play them, but I, I won't play them for very long. Um, but then also another category that is sort of popular on the esports scene is like, I think, MOBA games. So um, League of Legends, for example, um, is one of those games that is super, super popular. Um, it is a like multiplayer online battle arena game, um, hence the name MOBA. And it is super, super popular. And um, that and Delta, I think, are really popular games as well. But I don't like MOBA games and I don't like shooter games. And those are the main competitive games in esports. But then you've got Rocket League, where it's just its own sort of thing. It's also a very popular esport. But, you know, it's competitive, so it ticks that box. It's not an FPS or first-person shooter, so it ticks that box. And it's not a MOBA, so it ticks that box. Hence, that is the game I have the most hours in and I play, you know, the longest or have been playing the longest. Interesting. Interesting. Now, so you said you start your, your first system was the PS4. Yeah. Correct? Okay, okay, okay. And I think what, what, what fascinates me is this, throughout this entire thing that you, you, you're, you're self-taught. So you had to learn all the secrets and the codes, et cetera, et cetera, on your own. Yes, exactly. I sort of just, I was like, yep, I want to do this. And then sort of taught myself over the next couple of months on the different components, what they all do, um, what's good, what's bad, what companies are good, and just like putting everything together and just learning how to like install Windows and do all that, like all that stuff. Wow, wow. So I got to ask you this though. (laughs) What was your parents' reaction at first? Were they supportive of the gate or was it sort of like, India, you're spending too much time. Um, it was, it was. I would say it was a bit of both. I, I don't think. Um, obviously, like if you have like your your kid that's spending quite a lot of time playing video games, you know, doing stuff on the computer, you're gonna be like, okay, you sort of need to do other stuff. You need to do your schoolwork and stuff. So that was like, they weren't never like ever really against it. They were just always like, okay, if you're gonna do this, just make sure to balance your music and balance like academic stuff. So they weren't, they weren't like, okay, you can't do this. They'll just be like, you can do this. Just make sure to do other stuff as well, because they're just as important. So that was their sort of reaction to me spending a lot of time, um, on the games and stuff like that. But regarding building it, um, I first brought up the idea in November, I think 2020, I was sat there and I told my dad, look, I want to do this. And like, can you help me in terms of like, <laughs> can you help me buy the parts for it and stuff like that? Um, so they were a little bit skeptical, but Christmas that year, I believe it was, yeah, it would have been yeah Christmas that year. I got two parts I needed um, to start building the PC and every month they'd give me another two parts. And that's sort of how I built it. Oh my goodness! What a wonderful story. Now, I, I read that you've clocked forty five hundred hours playing Rocket League, though. That's a lot of time. 
Yeah, um, it's quite it's quite funny. I think I think it's actually a little bit under forty five hundred, but it, it's somewhere around like it's between I'd say three thousand five hundred and four thousand. I'd somewhere between there, and I, it's actually quite funny because last night um, I was talking to my friends and stuff, and that like sort of conversation came up of India. How many hours do you have in Rocket League? And then I showed them, and I'm pretty sure they like started like calculating the amount of days. <laughs> um, I, I spent on the game, um, which was quite funny, and they were all just like, "You're actually a bit of a, a psychopath. You're a bit crazy." But I think it's like 145 days. What? That's half a year of Rocket League time. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's quite it's quite crazy. You've had six months of screen time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how how do you how do you balance the, you know? Your gaming with your academics, and as you mentioned, your music. Um. So, well, I've just oh, finished high school, so now I'm in college, which is the equivalent to the last two years in high school. I think if it's like like six, the U.S. education system. Yes. So college here is like six form. Yeah, yeah, sort of. College here is just sixteen to eighteen. Got it. Basically, is what college is. Yeah. Um, so I finished high school and I'm doing that and I'm, I'm doing less subjects. So it's, it's less subjects to focus on, but a little bit more work. So it's a little bit easier to balance because you don't have to switch between so many different subjects. But Um, so you, you were doing this during your O levels though. Um, yeah, I was doing this uh, during my secondary, I've been doing this for a while, (laughs) but, uh, um, I, when it comes to academics, I've never been, the, the type of kid to have to spend a lot of time um, looking at studying stuff to get it. Gotcha. I was always, I'll be honest, I was always quite lazy. I'd, I'd <laughs> kind of coast and I'd do better than most if I was just coasting. So like, because my mom was always like, imagine if you actually tried and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. But like, that's just <laughs> but, me being honest. So but, I was the but, why? Was like, but why? <laughs> yeah, I, I never had to put too much effort in um to do decent or to pass or stuff like that but um i came out um of my gcse's which is like o levels i believe yeah. um, secondary school qualification i passed everything um i did really well um and i'm now in college doing business a level um and what is it travel and tourism is what i'm doing at the moment but in terms of balance bal- balancing them all i it's not really too difficult it's because like you do all your school time i try to do my work at school if i have any free periods sort of just to avoid doing it when i'm home because i struggle to focus when i'm home and then once i'm home i just turn on my pc and then whether i play for the rest of the day or whether I like play some as soon as I get home or like take a break and then play later in the evening. Um, but it's not too difficult to balance academics and um, playing Rocket League and stuff like that. Gotcha. And in terms of music, I used to do grades. I stopped because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of interrupted the grades. I think I got up to grade three and I wanted to do a little bit more. But um, now I kind of do it more like casually. I used to do lessons and stuff like that, but now it's just more like a, a casual thing that, you know, I, if I feel like, you know, playing a bit of the piano or learning a song, I sort of will, will do so, that sort of thing. So, Sara, quickly take us through a school day. Like, uh, you, you, you'll get up, do you play before 
going to school or do you only play after school at nighttime? Um, so a typical day, um, so depending on the day, sometimes I start at eight, sometimes I start at 10.30. Um, there's different days to different times, but for the days I start at eight, I tend to get up at half six. Um, I get ready. I take a train to one of the other stops in the town city I live in because it's cheaper than taking the bus. I take a train and then I get the train off and go to like the interchange where it's just like the bus hub sort of thing. Yeah. And then from that bus hub, I take a bus right outside my college. Um, if I have an 8.30 class, it'll typically end at 10.05. And then I usually have like a break where I there's like a, a coffee place, a coffee shop, like right inside my school and some other stores and stuff. So I go there, I sit with friends. If I have work to do, I do my work there. If not, I sort of just sit with my friends and just talk and that sort of thing. Um, and then if I have any other lessons after that, I go to those lessons. If I don't, I take the bus from outside my college back to the bus hub. Um, sometimes I go into town because that's where the bus hub is and I buy myself like a smoothie or a McDonald's something just <laughs> if I'm hungry. And then I take the train back um, and I get off like, because the train station is like right opposite where I live. So I'd literally get off the train, walk outside, cross the road and like I'm basically home. Um, and then once I'm home, I just, I just play i guess really i don't it, it depends on the day sometimes i don't play as much sometimes i play the entire day i don't always play one game i can play different games sometimes i just like i'm sitting there just watching youtube or netflix and just sort of just literally chilling um but yeah so you don't really have like a regimented sort of that's what i was trying to get at like you, you're not really pinning yourself down to i must play you know i must practice four to five hours a day no not at all i feel like it's if you put it that way you'll get you'll be burnt out i feel like you'll burn yourself out and it'll become more of a chore than a hobby because this is still this is still very much my hobby i think just because i'm signed and i'm getting paid and i'm doing all these stuff like doesn't mean i should turn it into like a job per se where i'm like okay i'm gonna get home i need to do this i need to play for this amount of hours i need to do this it's sort of just like it's still a hobby for me right so it's still something i do when i want when i like to obviously i need to keep playing i can't just like stop playing or else it'll affect how i perform right but i enjoy the game a lot to the fact where it's just like i don't think i will like have that time where i'm just like okay i just don't ever want to play this game because i still quite enjoy the game after so many hours playing it and stuff like that and i think it just comes down to the mindset you have but just very i think not you know committing yourself to a routine saying you have to do this and I need to play for this amount of hours and that sort of thing helps a lot. Gotcha. So, so tell us about the lead up to the Commonwealth Games now. Like what was happening and, and, and how were people getting wind about, you know, how good Alanis was online? And, and how did how did uh, Commonwealth England pick you up to and say, hey, come join the team? How did that happen? So I... So Prior to all of this, I've played in smaller leagues um, with smaller prize pools. And, you know, I've played on stream many times before. So you kind of get some sort of recognition from other players and stuff like from there. And then I got into this league where it's like a, it's a women's league. It's like it's called a Women's um, Rocket League Championship. I think something like that. Women, women's Championship 
Oh, Women's Carball Championship, because Rocket League sometimes referred to as Carball, um, just as like a little inside joke thing or whatever. Mm. So it's the Women's Carball Championships, and I played in that for like a season and a half. I was sort of like the rookie. I came on, like no one knew exactly who I was. I played like half the season. I performed really well. Unfortunately, I the team didn't do too well, but I had a really good individual performance. I finished top 10 on that. So it's a bit like, okay, who was this person who has come out of nowhere that is played re- like really well individually and that sort of thing? Um, and then people found out I was also really young because in that league, um, a lot of the people are like, we'll say like 20, 21, 22. Um, but also in... Rocket League, so like the championship series of Rocket League, uh, which is open to anyone. Um, they're also quite a lot younger there, so like more of like my age, but in the women's scene, because it's obviously the minority, there's a lot less um, female players and stuff like that. It's a bit odd being like, okay, who's the 16 year old, 15 year old that's just come out of nowhere that is absolutely, you know, destroying everyone. <laughs> um, and then the Commonwealth got announced, and then Team England said they were looking for like players and stuff like that. And I didn't know any of this was happening until I found out that one of my opponents that I played against had actually, you know, given my name out to the recruiters, basically. They were like, okay, um, this person's also really good. So all of the people I played against, all of my opponents acknowledged the fact that I was good and was like, they basically handed out my name to the person that was recruiting, who's actually really well known within the Rocket League scene and stuff like that. Um, And then... That's the same person, awesome. his name's Greg, and, um, he sent me a DM on Twitter, and he was like, okay, hello, do you want to, you know, try out for this team, there's this Commonwealth thing going on, and at first I was like, no, this is actually insane, like, I was just like, oh my god, um, and it just went from there. That is awesome. I mean, you know, as they said, the old saying goes, real recognize real, right? They, they saw that, you know, although you were their opponent, you might have you know, smack them around a little bit that you needed to be on Team England. That That is excellent. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so was it was it a bit surreal at first when, when you got the call or is it sort of like, oh, okay. When I, when I got the DM, it was honestly, it was honestly insane because I was like, there's no way this is happening. This like, because it's always been my goal when I play Rocket League is to improve and do something like an event or something like this. So I was honestly just like, okay, I've actually, I've done, I've done what I've always wanted to do. This is honestly insane. That sort of thing. And at 16. Yeah. Um, I was the youngest, um, the youngest player there. And I think I probably might be the youngest player to ever play at the Commonwealth championship games. Um, from esports uh, for like a little while. I'm pretty sure. So I'm definitely the youngest that's ever done it and also the first. So, so India, you've gotten the call. Alanis has been recognized by even her opponents uh, for her mm-hmm. excellent um, gameplay. Tell us about the actual event because I, I know myself, I was following through your mom's Facebook day by day, play by play. <laughs> as you as you were competing, and I even I think I think I even logged on to was it Twitch or, or I think you guys were on Twitch at one point. Um, yeah, 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 Twitch. Yeah, to to to, to look at, at 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 the um at the actual event. How exciting was it for you to to team up with and and well speak about the excitement and also speak about 
teaming up with people uh, that you'd never met for the first time? Um, so it was it was really surreal because, like I said, the reason I got into Rocket League was because I watched all these like events in person, of, uh, these in, like in person events. Sorry, um, of people playing. They're on a stage, and there's a massive audience. And to be one of those people to play on a stage in that massive like audience, it is actually quite. It's an uncommon sort of experience in terms of like. Um, video games and stuff not a lot of people can say yeah i've played on a big stage with a crowd um blah 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 that sort of thing so i was really i was i I was yeah i can't even put it into words now i was just really happy really excited and that sort of thing um regarding my teammates um both my teammates actually um are in the same league i was on about earlier uh women's um carbo championship so i've never i wouldn't say they're strangers I've I've known of them. I've heard of them. I've spoken. I, I spoke to one of them prior to the event, and obviously um, we did a lot of practice and stuff before the event as well. So you got to, you got to um, like you got to know each other um, before she went to the event, and then the event is when I met both of them. Um, well, actually, um, I met one of them because before the event we had a media day. Um, where it was in Manchester, it was Esports England, they hosted the media day, they had us for a day, and we did a bunch of interviews with, like, um, BBC, you know, the news, BBC, the news sort of, um, I don't know how to phrase it, but they, they're, they're, they're I think, the biggest um, news channel and stuff in the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, um, yeah, BBC. BBC. Mm-hmm. So we did um, a segment for them, and we did a lot of in- interviews for BBC and stuff like that. Um, so that's when I met one of the one of my teammates, and then at the actual event, I met my other teammate because she couldn't make it because she had COVID during the media day. Um, so I met both of them. It was quite it was quite nice. We got on with everyone. We met the other teams as well. We met the open team um, as well. They were all really nice guys, um, and we met other people from different countries. Like we met oh, so many people: New Zealand, Australia, Canada. Kenya, uh, Trinidad, and Tobago. Like we met so many different teams. It was actually it was a bit insane. So many different players as well. Um, some of which I knew of prior. Some of them I didn't know existed actually. Um, but it was it was surreal. It was quite exciting, and yeah, I'm just happy I was a part of it. How surprised were the Trinidadians to find out that you were from Anguilla? <laughs> um, I. I, I don't think they were that surprised. I think they might have, you know, I don't think they were that surprised. I did an interview for one of them as well. They seemed like re- like really um, good guys. They were fun to be around and that sort of thing. Yeah. And you were, and you were the first. You, and, and of course, this is the first. Um, this was the inaugural um, staging of Rocket League yeah. at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. So you're in there. The games have started. You guys are doing quite well. And then you make it to the finals. How? Explain to me what, what was going through your head, perhaps the night before and, and the day of the finals. Um. So we don't want we didn't we didn't we didn't want to come across as like you know overconfident or cocky or anything. But we knew if we like you know before we even went there, we knew if we got anything less than you know a first, it would have been a disappointment. Um, not to be cocky or overconfident, but we knew we had like one of the best or the best team at the event, purely because all of our players have had previous competitive experience 
um, compared to the other players who just didn't have that sort of competitive experience and didn't have the skill and ability. So we knew, we would, you know, we knew we'd do pretty well. We did so well that we, we didn't even lose a single game. Um, went through the entire event, through group stages, through playoffs, through finals, without dropping a single game. And every sort of series is a best of five. So we went through every so many best of fives and we never, there were always three O's because we never lost a single game throughout the entire event. Um, so making finals was just like, more of just like, I wouldn't say surprising. Obviously, I was happy that I'd made finals, but it was kind of expected. Um, and the night before, I'm not really, when it comes to Rocket League and competing in Rocket League, I've done it so much now. Um, I'm not really nervous when it comes to it. Um, I've, I'm actually quite like one of the calm sort of composed players when I play on stage and when I play different tournaments. I'm never really panicking. I'm never really nervous. Um, there's actually a, a term that people use that's called icy. Um, <laughs> and it's basically, if someone's icy, it just means that they've got like ice in their veins, really. They're not like, you know, they're very calm, composed, and, you know, they're not nervous. So poker I'm face, boy, poker face. Exactly. I'm quite often described as an icy player because I'm, I'm never really nervous when I play, but it was still absolute phenomenal experience to have made it to the finals and then to have won. So you guys win the gold medal at the Commonwealth Games. You're one of the youngest players, one of the only black players, and then Endpoint picks you up. How was that approach? Uh -oh. So it was... It was a, so there was a new season of Women's Carbolt Championship coming up, um, which is going to be happening in October. Um, so what happened? Um, what happened was it was prior to prior to the whole Commonwealth thing. I had one of the teammates I played with, Takara, and that was she's my teammate now. She, I played with her in Commonwealth, and now I'm playing with her on Endpoint. Um, so. It was Takara, I think she'd reached out to me and this was before we like, you know, we knew about the Commonwealth stuff. She reached out to me and she's like, Hey, would you like to try out um for endpoint? Um, blah blah blah. One of her team members they're leaving because of personal reasons and they're not gonna play the game anymore and we need a new player. So I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll try out and whatnot. Um and then I tried out and it was actually the same person that gave up my name to the Commonwealth was also um one of the people on that team. Um, her name's Slumpy. Um, so she gave up my name to the Commonwealth recruiters before they even tried me out. Um, and then they tried out and it was already in talks before Commonwealth that we'd be like, okay, yeah, we're signing you, um, that sort of thing. But I just, I wasn't allowed to say any of it publicly. I wasn't allowed to put any of it on social media, um, and that sort of thing. So I had to hold it in for like a month and a half, maybe two months of holding in this really exciting news. I obviously told my parents. I told my close friends as well, but I couldn't tell anyone else because I just wasn't allowed to. I couldn't put it on social media, that sort of thing. So they they approached me before Commonwealth and Commonwealth kind of solidified it because obviously I spent almost two weeks with Sakara um, at the event and stuff like that. So it was, always, it was just it was just mainly like, you know, it kind of happened beforehand, um, but also that Commonwealth is what solidified it. That, um, guaranteed it basically that's interesting because another team may have been looking at you at, at commonwealth and saying oh we want her <laughs> um yeah literally because when i got back i got more people asking me because i was lft which means looking for team um and um when i got back i had a lot of messages and dms for the travel of the people 
and I was like, yeah, no, I'm just, you know, I just had to, I just had to politely decline. And I couldn't tell them the actual reason why I was declining because I couldn't tell anyone I was being signed by this team. So it was all a bit, it was all a bit chaotic where you'd have persistent like players trying to get me to try out for their team. And I just have to be like, yeah, no, sorry, I can't. Um, I'm actually doing something else that day and just had to use that as an excuse because I couldn't tell them the real reason why I wouldn't be trying out with them. Right, right. Uh, I mean, Endpoint, Endpoint was just quick on the draw. They were just, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, exactly. they, they saw the vision. So, India, would you would you consider competing in another game? Um, if 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 there was another game that came along that I really enjoyed and saw some of, some sort of potential in, and it had the only issue is if, in competing in new games. I don't see myself competing in any current games that are on the market. But when it comes to competing in new games, um, there needs to be sort of an esports scene already established, almost. Right. So when I got into Rocket League, there was an esports scene that was established, and it's just only getting bigger and bigger from there. Whereas if I join a new game, it may take a while for that new game to become an esport because not all games become esports. There has to be certain types of games that become esports. So I mean, it's not a guarantee. If I pick up a new game, it's gonna have an esport, and even if it does have an esport scene, there's no guarantee that the esport scene is big enough for. You know, me to have, say, if I'm older, to have like a, a living out of it, basically. Gotcha. So it's all very dependent on a lot of different things. But at the moment, I don't see myself competing in any other game currently, other than Rocket League. So, just for clarification, for those that may not know, people actually make a living from esports. Um. Yes, people make. It's actually a bit ridiculous when you tell people, specifically, uh, I would say the older generation, if you told them, yeah, I play video games for a living and I make a lot of money from sitting in my chair playing video games. Like, if you tell them that, they'd be like, okay, that's just that's just silly, that's stupid. Um, but some of the big esport games like Dota or Counter Strike, um, for example, CS:GO, whatever you want to call it. A lot of the players have salaries or net worths that are just absolutely insane, and they, you know, make a full, a full living from it. Um, it is actually a bit, a bit ridiculous because Rocket League, it's it's a growing esport. It's still there, um, you know, it's getting bigger and bigger every year, um, but it's nowhere near sort of the size as in, you know, it's nowhere near the size as some of the other players because. There's players out there that play CS:GO, for example, and their their total earnings from just playing the game, so not like them getting paid from from an organization, but just their winnings are like in the millions. So over the time, they've won millions of dollars from playing, and then if you put on top of that the salary that they're earning from the organization that they're in, you know, it's a bit it's a bit ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> people make livings off of this yes but even 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 beyond um com- competing in a in a league or with a team mm. th- isn't that how KSI started he he just pl- recorded himself and put it on YouTube yeah yeah so a lot of these players as well if they retire from playing they obviously will have a following from playing and then they go and still play the game but they just record themselves, they put it on YouTube, they stream on Twitch, Twitch, and they build a following even more, and they get, you know, even more money, and then because they've got sort of the accolades and the career of, you know, being this pro gamer, and then going into content creation, it only boosts them further. Or there's also other players that do the opposite, where they start with content creation, 
and then they end up going pro, which makes it just, they both sort of like, you know, relate to each other in terms of you'll always have a following, regardless if you go pro to content creator to content creator to pro, you just build your following from the switch. And it helps the team. It, it does help the team. A lot of teams will sign, if there's a player that is out there that has a massive following that wants to go pro, has the potential to go pro, and they have a massive following from content creation, a lot of teams will sign that player, not only because they're good, but because of the fan base they'll bring in, and they'll bring in more like um, attention to their team. Interesting. This actually leads me to my next question, uh, you know, when I was asking you about playing another game. Would you consider designing your own game, or do you have any ideas for, for your own games already? Um, I did have a, a like a stage where I, I tried coding, but like many things I do, I pick up a hobby and then I get bored and impassive about it. And then, you know, I stop. So like I did coding for like, I don't know, a week and a half, maybe two weeks. And then I just stopped and then never did it again. Um, my attention span for things is just, uh, I'm not too sure. It's, it's just, I, I'll start something. I'll be fascinated by it. I'll be fixated on it for like a little while, a short period. And then I just never go back to it ever again. Gotcha. Now, for for an island um, as small as Anguilla, where you uh, mm -hmm. were raised for the first uh, couple of years of your life, you know, there, there's mm -hmm. not many resources and the population is not that big. Uh, so when it comes down to having, you know, the best basketball facilities or the best uh, football pitch, you know, um, and I mean, there's a pretty good one for football pitch in Anguilla, don't get me wrong. But, you know, you, you, you see what I'm saying in terms of the resources. Anguilla doesn't always have all the the top resources that some other countries uh, may be exposed to. Would mm -hmm. esports perhaps be part of the answer for younger kids to earn a living and to compete on the world stage from from, from countries like Anguilla? Um, I think with esports, it is very... And there's a bit of luck that comes to it as well. You know, there's some people out there that have spent a lot of time dedicated to a game and they're really good. They just don't get sort of the big break they need to to go pro make a living off of it. Gotcha. So it's still very, I say you have to have a little bit of luck. It's, who, it's, it's, it's a who you um, know situation. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's that and also just being a bit lucky to like have the right person in the right time watching you play or seeing you and noticing you. Um would I, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd 100% encourage it because it's like some of the opportunities you get from it are simply like insane. For example, for Rocket League specifically and some other games, there's a collegiate sort of side to things where people are getting more in the US, but there's also a few universities in Europe and the UK that do it. But people are getting full ride scholarships to study whatever they're studying, but also play for, you know, an esport team in their specific game that they play in, in college and university. Amazing. Um, so there's all of, so people are getting four scholarships for, for playing video games. And then those same people, they go off with like everything they've learned and the improvement they've gone through and they get signed to teams. And then for like most of their early life, they, you know, doing something they love and getting paid really well for it and having experiences that other people simply just won't have. Um, but at the same time, I do think it is quite, I would say it's more like, it's an expensive hobby. I mean, it's very, it's not like you have to have the top end system to play. Um, but like, but at the helps. same time, I feel like, at the same time, I sort of feel like you have to, you know, 
you have to invest in it for like a little bit not only just money but you have to invest lots and lots of time to even get to the, the stage where you're like considering you could go pro so i think it's a lot of time you're investing for something that may not necessarily work out for you so it's a bit of a risk i'd say as well as is everything else in life oh i mean yeah <laughs> it's literally like that as well yeah but i definitely encourage it because it's like you know if you're young and you want something to do you could definitely just have it as a hobby and if it doesn't work out well at least you know you have a hobby and there's something you're good at just like you know you can apply it to whatever so india tell me what what challenges have you faced or come across uh, you know being in the, the the pros um i'd say just from playing like especially video games it's a very like sexist environment purely because you know people are like first of all when you're behind the screen you sort of have that sort of anon- anonymous feel to it so people will say whatever they they want you know whereas they probably won't say that face to face um that's the first issue that there is and i've encountered and then there's also a lot of sexism um because growing up a lot of people are told um no video games is it's a boys thing to do you know boys should be playing video games blah 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 um you shouldn't be playing video games you should be doing something else boy video games are for boys and boys only so a lot of people get told like that and sort of get like deterred off of that or like anything it really people are told okay it's like predominantly it's a predominantly male you know dominated sort of industry and sort of thing so esports is predominantly all men um anything it predominantly all men so i feel like that sort of environment and atmosphere there's a lot of sexism obviously not everyone does it or says things or acts in a sort of you know discriminates against you because you're a woman but that does exist in the industry um and it deters a lot of um women from getting into video games and it it kind of you know deters a lot of the women seen from getting sort of the promotion and the funding and stuff that they need um to you know sort of encourage more women to get involved in the scene so that's probably one of the biggest issues that's in the scene and that I I'm lucky to not have faced a lot of it but I've definitely faced some of it and you know it's I think that's probably one of the biggest issues at the moment currently is just that. Mm, interesting. So imagine their surprise when they saw this brown girl with with lovely head of natural woolly hair coming to <laughs> coming to go up on screen <laughs> on stage. What, what, yeah. Were there some shocked faces? Um, I don't. I don't think I didn't. I wasn't really paying attention. I, I'll be honest. I stuff like that. Like it doesn't. It doesn't really bother me. It doesn't really affect me. If that's the way you think, then you know, so be it. As long as you're not physically hurting me, I I really couldn't care less. Alanis is um, icy. So, <laughs> yeah. So like, I literally it, it literally didn't bother me. I I didn't pay any attention because at the end of the day. I'm I'm doing something cool at a really young age, and you're sat here watching me do it. So you know, it's just like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. Mike, aspect, and Mike, I, you know, drop, Mike, drop. Love it, love it. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 keeps you driven, India? Um, I'd just say it's it's a little bit of pride. It's a little bit of ego. Um, I'd say it's just like you know I've I've always had this idea. I'm just like okay, I want to keep getting better. I like the I get like a satisfaction from seeing improvement. 
Mm. So it's kind of just like, I want to keep going, I want to keep improving until I physically can. So I think that's the thing that's driven me the most is just that and just a little bit of my pride and ego, um, I'd say. But that's just my mindset and mentality to it. Gotcha, gotcha. So India, how important is it for you as a black, you know, slash Caribbean um, a girl, to, uh, uh, a young lady, uh, to, to represent in, uh, to be represented in the gaming world? Um, I think it is like super important, purely because even now there's like not a lot of black women or girls or anything getting involved um, at all in like esports and sort of thing, and you don't really see it often, um, like at all. I know recently um, there's been a new team signing, like a women's team signing for one of like the really big organizations, and I think they have two black women on their team. And a lot of people pointed it out, and it was just like, yeah, this is, you know, this is what we want to see. This is amazing to see representation and stuff like that. Um, but the, the scene is dominated by um, white what, men, specifically, um, and also white women. So I think it is super important to get that representation in, because for people growing up as well, they're going to be seeing people that look like them. Because when I was doing it, I, I didn't see anyone that looked like me. You know, I not at all. I think... I never saw anyone that looked like me. And when I did, I was like, oh, cool. You know, I, I want to be that person. You know, they're, they're having fun. They're doing their thing. And they look like me. You know, just said, that just proves that, you know, I could also probably do it as well, and which is what I've done. So I hope to maybe, you know, sort of encourage other black young girls and stuff like that to get involved and sort of do the things I'm doing. Representation matters. I'm telling you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. What's the next big thing for India? Next big thing for India is probably finishing college and going to university. Interesting. And and so let me ask you a, a bit about that, though, because you're studying hospitality and mm-hmm. business management. So, so obviously your, your interests are varied. And, 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 so would you, do, you, <laughs> do you want to continue along the hospitality line or... Would you switch up at uni? Would you switch up to something more techie that aids your gaming? What are you thinking? Um, so regarding college at the moment, I'm thinking of actually dropping business and picking up law instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was just like, hmm. at first I thought I'd enjoy it, but you know, it's been like a little bit now. I still have like, because I think there's like a time period you have to be in the course for six weeks before you can drop out of it. Um, which makes sense. So I'm still doing that six weeks sort of thing. And I think I might drop business and pick up law instead. And regarding university, I might try and do like um, something to do with international business, but like with a law side of it. So like international business law or like maybe HR or just something law related, like sort of human resources related, something like that. But I'm not, you know, 100% sure at the moment. It's just, you know, I'll, suggestions really nothing confirmed or guaranteed being in gaming you could uh concentrate on ip intellectual property you never know (laughs) so what's the next big thing for alanis next big thing for alanis is probably you know continuing to improve continuing to play events um and tournaments and stuff like that and i think also i might try and get involved in the collegiate scene and that sort of things, because from just like network, network networking, I know quite a lot of the university players already, 
and a lot of them know of me. So I think the next big step for Alanis is probably getting into the collegiate scene when I'm old enough and when I am ready to do so. Awesome, awesome. So India, when you're 110 years old and you're sitting on your <laughs> rocking chair overlooking the water of whichever con a country you decide to build your mansion on, uh, when you look back and sit down and look back at, at, at your life, what would you say is that thing that you wanted to accomplish and that you did accomplish? What is your ultimate goal? Um, I think the ultimate goal is to play on an even bigger stage, specifically uh, the Europa League uh, Championship Series stage. Um, I think I, that's, that is 100% the main goal I want to work towards. And if I do achieve it, that's something I'll look back on and be like, you know what, I did it. And one. And one, of course, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. So, India, this is a segment of the interview where I strap on my spacesuit and I get off of the planet and I float around in space and I leave you on the planet all alone. And on the planet, you will tell the audience whatever it is you want to tell them. You can give them a baking recipe. You can give them some advice. The planet is yours. Um, oh, I can, I can say anything here. Um... Um, you know, a, a, a bit of advice. I'll just say, you know, just just whatever you're doing, it gets better. You know, just keep going. Um, but enough of that sort of, you know, logical stuff. Um, I think you should guys should follow me on Twitter. Um, you know, it is Alanis Bri. Um, please do follow me on Twitter. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Oh, if also anyone knows any good um, calamari places, please let me know. Um, I do love calamari, and uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That actually was going to be one of my my last questions. What what does a what does a gamer like Alanis eat while she's gaming? What is your favorite snack? My favorite snack? I I don't even have a favorite snack. I do have a couple of favorite drinks. Um, Fanta Fruit Twist is one of them. Um, there's also a Capri Sun. Those are really good. And I'm also sponsored by this company called Beyond Energy where they provide um, sort of like um, energy, like just any energy boosters, but a lot healthier compared to Red Bull and Monster. And they also have like a lot of vitamins in them and stuff like that. So I, I drink a lot of Beyond Energy, I drink a lot of Fanta, and I drink a lot of uh, Every Sense. Those are the main three things I drink. I don't really have too many snacks um, I eat while gaming, but yeah. I gotcha. And, and with 4,500 hours of gaming time, you're going to need an energy drink. <laughs> You, you will, yeah, 100%. <laughs> it does get tiring. Oh, my goodness. So one last time, give everybody uh, your socials. How do we contact you? How do we follow you? How do we make sure we don't miss the next time Alanis goes out there and kicks butt? Um, definitely, I'd say follow me on Twitter. That is at Alanis, B-R-I, um, 100%. If you don't know spell Alanis, it is A-L-A-N-I-S. And then capital B, capital I, capital capital I. But that's the main place you can contact me or find me or just see what I'm what I'm up to recently. Video game esports expert and extraordinaire, India Alanis Brown. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on Planet Thirty. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. And thank you for coming. Thank you for listening to this episode of Planet Thirty. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OnPlanet30. Like us on Facebook.com slash Planet30. Our email address is OnPlanet30 at gmail.com. That's O-N-P-L 
P-L-A-N-E-T-T-H-I-R-T-Y at gmail.com. For more information about Planet 30, visit our website, planet30.com. That's P-L-A-N-E-T-T-H-I-R-T-Y dot com. I am Crispin Brooks, and this is Planet 30.